Welcome to Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. I'm Icky Ichabod, and this is our show for tonight. Um, so, I just wanted to, wanted to put a thumbs up and hope everything went well at the Time Bomb show last week. So, And tonight, we're going to be doing Never Ending Story. Yeah, before we go it started with never ending story we're going to give a quick shout out to our friends at rumors sports bar and casino we they are the place to go to they're located right in the grand cities mall they're open every day from 11 a.m to 2 a.m and with football season in full swing they are the place to go if you want to catch your sunday football because they got walled wall tvs in there and you can ask them to put on any game you want or if you just want to go there for saturday college football basketball starts up this week too. the nba and then nhl just started up last week Great place to go to catch any sports game. And they also got all kinds of things to do in there, too. They got electronic and tra- traditional pull tabs, bingo, pig wheel, blackjack, you name it. Rumors Sports Bar Casino has it going on. Great place to get lunches, too. $6 express lunch specials every single weekday and nightly specials also. Uh, so, yeah, Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, they're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., located right here in the Grand Cities Mall. Sounds like a good time. I want my sketch. Sketchy, sketch, sketch. <laughs> so tonight we're doing uh, The NeverEnding Story. Great film from the 80s. 1984, I saw when it first released there. Yeah, it's, it's basically this kid steals a book from a bookstore after being picked on by some bullies. And he, start, he, he goes to, he goes to this, this hideout in the school that he goes to. And he starts reading, but the book starts becoming reality. So, yeah, I think it kind of gets there. I, I know the movie, like right when he starts to get the book, there he kind of gets it from this uh, uh, like mysterious bookstore owner at the beginning of the movie, where he he's like, he "Hey, didn't want kids in there?" You know, he's like, "I don't want you here. You don't read books." He's like, "I read books. I well, yeah, comic books." And I like how, how do you like how you rattled off at, like because he's got to be what nine or ten or so in the movie right, here. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Treasure Island and... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, and I think he said Narnia, too. And then, so yeah, the bookstore, bookstore owner is like, yeah, well, you should try this book. And he kind of tempts him with it, and he kind of runs off, gives him an IOU or so. And I was like, I swear I'll bring it back. I, I thought that was a great setup. You know, you know what one of my favorite parts of this movie was? Falcor. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till we get... That's a little bit later, uh... I can't wait to talk about him, but uh, yeah, I kind of like how you mentioned it. It's like, yeah, he kind of finds a nice secluded place in the school to talk about. It looks like an old storage closet. And uh, like, I, how would you like it? Like, it, like once he starts reading, they kind of go into the imagery of like what he's reading, like into the fantasy world called Fantasia in the movie. It is called Fantasia and it's all these weird critters live there, like this racing snail and this giant bat and a guy with a weird hat on and... I like the rock eater. The oh, rock, yeah. The rock eater. Yeah. He's like giant, and he's like rolling that big thing around. Yeah, he's got a like a big wheel. And wasn't there like a, a big snail also or something That's like that? That's what I was ta- talking about, yeah. the, the racing snail. Yeah, racing snail. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was all kinds of weird stuff. I really, you know... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to I was gonna mention, I remember we were kind of discussing movies to come up with for fantasy movies for this month. And I mentioned how uh, I haven't seen Neverending Story yet, and but I remember by seeing your guys' reaction from it, it kind of gave me the impression that it's like among your favorites for fantasy movies, and maybe just for like movies of this time period too. I also also really like the uh, practical special effects in this movie. Yep. Yeah, 
You know, you guys asked me if I watched it before the show, and I told you um, I didn't need to because I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. This was uh, like one of my favorite movies when I was a, a kid. There was a skit on Family Guy where Peter, they go, well, remember that time you got sucked into that uh, fantasy world that you believed in? And it shows Peter riding Falcor, and Falcor goes, you're too heavy, Peter. We're going down. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you you kind of talk about how the, it becomes reality form, but the thing that I think that is so interesting about this is that the book actually he becomes part of the the story itself because yeah. without his imagination to keep it going, that's where the nothingness comes in, and well, so it just talks about kids it, kind of losing their imagination in video games and whatever else. His character was named Atreyu. Yeah, that's kind of like the character he he like lives vicariously through. I guess because like kind of like opening setup for the movie, he finds that there's like a big kind of like town hall meeting where they're like, "Oh, the Empress is dying." Some we're told the prophecy foretells that a hero by the name of Atreyu is going to save the princess or Empress, and and then this Atreyu character steps up and it's like, "Oh wait, this is like a ten or eleven year old boy," and and yeah, <laughs> that's what it seems like. We're all oh no, we're all <laughs> we're all done for, but. The kid steps up, and you can see, you know, the character, the main character uh, named Bastion. He's totally just like you could just tell by the way his facials are and his the way he's animated. He's like, I'm a Treyu, and he's as he gets more and more into the book throughout well, the movie. In, in, when that when the uh, bookstore owner is talking to him, he goes, "You become part of the book." Have you ever read a book where you become the actual characters? Have you ever been Captain Nemo? Have you ever? Um, I mean, I, I've definitely, I thought the th- a cool thing the movie did was, uh, you could see Bastion, the uh, kid just getting more and more into the book as he goes along. Cause I don't know, have any of you ever gotten to a book reading session where like, this is a good page turner. I don't want to fall asleep until I finish this book, like a big several hour long reading session. And you can see him like getting more into it. He's like lighting candles, just chomping away at a bologna sandwich or something. Has that ever happened to any of you? Just get that hardcore into like old school book reading session or something like that. All, oh yeah, all nighter. Yeah, you got to get to the next chapter to figure out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I've done you just that can't with put books. It down. I did that with uh, with uh, what did I do that with? Uh, Spawn the Dark Ages. Yeah, I, the comic book. I, I read that in like a day and a half. Yeah, I, th- I thought this movie did a great job of capturing that. Um, what, what did y'all think about like when he starts going on his quest though? Like it kind of has like a very like just like sad start for him because he's on horseback and he's kind of venturing off into the wild and things take a quick downturn yeah that's like uh it's kind of a running joke about the most traumatic uh life experience for people of my generation is watching him lose his horse in the in the the swampy quicksand yeah it's like it's like dirt mud quicksand type stuff and uh yeah, it's it's like very traumatic. Yeah. Like especially for like a kids movie. I was like like cuz it shows a true and like the kid both mourning and both in tears and and like just tr- he's trying to save the horse and it's it's not happening. And uh I'm like, what what's this movie rated? It's is rated PG cuz it's like I'm like, wow, this is like way powerful than I'm suspecting. Well, I'm like, why isn't it PG-13? And then here's a dumb dumb fun fact. I actually looked into it a little bit. So, this movie released theatrically in the states on july 20th 1984 uh the first pg-13 movie that got that classification in america was red red dawn i thought it was gremlins 
No, no, Red Dawn was before, uh, or excuse me, uh, Gremlins was before. No, it was Red Dawn, and that came out on August, August 10th, 1984, leading me to believe that PG-13 movies officially became a thing on August 1st. <laughs> so this beat having to have, uh, if, it, if it came out a couple weeks later, it would probably have to have a PG-13 rating because I'm like, wow, this is, because like you said, that was, what was how old were you when you first saw NeverEnding Story, Paul? Uh, it came out in 84? Yeah. So, uh well, I probably didn't see it when I well maybe maybe I didn't see it when I, I was I was probably didn't see it when it first came out. I, I bet you I probably saw it when I was like maybe five, six. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh no! You were having nightmares for weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean one of the the parts that I remember that was so scary it was uh towards the end when he has to go through the gates and you see the uh, the two big uh, blue statue things and they just start kind of crumbling apart and they just have this eerie. Uh, like girlish voice to him and yeah it's just uh, you see like the nose start to fall off and stuff and it it, it was just kind of kind of a creepy scene yeah did that have the effect the same effect on you tony when you first saw it i don't remember when i first saw it but yeah it was yeah it was just it, it, i really like this the scope and scale of the adventure that trail goes on because it shows him like because eventually why don't you i remember you mentioned that he meets Felcor. <laughs> yeah, the, the luck, luck dragon. <laughs> oh, man. What did you think of the practical effects for Felcor? I thought they were good. It kind of reminded me of Jabba the Hutt from uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, he kind of has like a big, uh, like, puffy suit. And like, a, I, don't, I didn't know what to make of his voice at first there. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was, uh, I mean, that, that must have been Jim Henson that did the special effects for this. It looks a lot like his work. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the robotics for uh, Falcor is pretty pretty awesome. I mean, you, they got the eyes blinking. I like the and... forced perspective, though, with the uh, when they film those people who, like, own Falcor, those little people. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was actually just about to bring that up, like, the... The use of of that, it's because I mean this was before CG, so you know you have the you can't do it like what they did with the Willy Wonka and just shrink a guy down and yeah like the new Willy Tim Burton Willy Wonka yeah so and for anybody that's wondering like how, so how they do this so they made these people look really little and all they did is in the they pull the, the camera farther away well they they just have the person in the distance while the other person is up closer to the camera yeah so. It would be such a weird uh, acting experience to have to look at nobody in front of you and then that person being 100 yards the other direction looking at nobody, but you're both supposed to be having a conversation. But then because of the way the camera angles it, it looks like that person is just really small, even though they're both on. There was a, a movie called Big Fish, mm-hmm. and there was a guy, he was like normally seven foot four, but they made him look like he was 12, foot, 12 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that movie. But. Yeah, essentially how they could do is just like all kinds of crazy camera tricks to get that uh, like uh, illusionary perspective. Like I think they kind of did some stuff like in a similar th- uh, camera tricks in a movie we covered a few weeks ago with like a uh, doll man versus demonic toys when they yeah. showed them fighting with like the small shrunk down in size fighting the toys at supposedly the same scale and all that. But yeah, yeah. Well, they, I bet you they probably did the similar thing with the uh, Indian in the cupboard. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Indian that cupboard. movie. Yeah, I don't gosh. remember. It, you it's know. been a long time since I thought of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? The 
You know, and another one, good use of that perspective, too, is when he uh, comes across the big turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like the turtle. The turtle just keeps sneezing. Yeah, the sneezing. Yeah. We're allergic to youth. <laughs> uh, no, I thought I was allergic to humans. Are hum- okay, yeah, that could be too, yeah. Um, and that, But the turtle, is, it's just funny because it's so old that it, it just starts talking to itself. And so he's having this conversation with it, and it keeps asking it, like, like there's like three turtles like within the shell but it's actually just the one turtle that just has like split personality disorder <laughs> yeah that turtle was it kept poor poor trio was it fell victim to the turtles like wrath of its evil sneezes i was, I was getting a kick out of that and you can't i mean the iconic song i mean the song is everybody knows a never-ending story oh, yeah. song and well, as, good, yeah. as good, as terrible as it is, it's still good. <laughs> you, you know what that was in, actually? It was in the third season of Stranger Things. They actually play the Never Ending Story song. They did? Yes. Oh. It's on the soundtrack to Stranger Things Volume 3. It, did that uh, that season take place when that movie first hit theaters in that, in that timeline there? Yeah. Okay. Well, heck yeah, then. A good good fit for it. <laughs> well, you know, they also use the Ghostbusters theme, oh, which was yeah. kind of cool iconic from its era now kind of as the film winds down atreyu falls off falklor gets washed up on shore kind of goes in this cool cave that shows paintings of all his past exploits and then he runs into the like kind of like the last main villain of the movie uh was it gamork right the wolf i'm not sure his name but you know. yeah i can't remember his name i think that sounds right though i i kind of had an interesting exchange with like gamork sounds like he's like the main servant of the darkness kind of Stating how he's supposed to instill fear into others to help the darkness grow in power. Are we talking about the same darkness from Legend? Because it might be kind of. Well, no. This is this is different in the fact that. So this is the nothing. So it, it, like I was saying, the uh, they need uh, Bastion to continue the never-ending story by using his imagination to to keep it going, because. Without anybody having the amount, like what is in Fantasia, if there's nobody with an imagination in there, that's where this nothing comes in. That's why you see all these people in the story; they start to to disappear because it's just like a white blanket going over. So basically, like the pages are just turning white. So he needs to kind of like write in the pages to keep the Fantasia going. I like the part at the end when everything was just like crumbling. Mm-hmm. And they go, you have to give me a name or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how you mentioned, Paul, like how he uses his, he realized he's controlling the story at that point, and they kind of have the big buildup because, uh, well, eventually, I, I, I do think it's cool how he defeated G- Gamork. I thought that was a really cool scene where uh, Gamork says, my main duty is I was tasked to destroy this person named Atreyu, and he, Atreyu was like, I'm Atreyu, bring it, pretty much, more <laughs> or less. Well, and it jumps at him, and he stabs it with that rock, and then it dies. But yeah, the way they played it off in the movie was like really, really powerful, because like the the wolf you know growls and leaps at him, and then it cuts to like the thunder clouds, big thunder and all that, and then you know, and then it cuts back to them, and you see a tree just straight up stab the wolf, and yeah, and yeah, it was it was a really effective scene. It really got me just totally wrapped up in it. Yeah, uh, another one too that was really good, but like that the when he comes across the mirror and he has to face himself. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's another good scene. And he sees he sees uh, what what's the kid's name again? I forget the a Bastion. He sees Bastion in the mirror. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they had all kinds of really good imagery throughout this. And then 
he kind of, you know, after his duel with Gamork, he winds up going to the Ivory Tower for the one of the last major scenes in the movie, right? Yeah. How'd you like his uh, meeting with uh, uh, the Empress there? And kind of that's kind of where like Bastion really gets involved, where she's like, "Oh, you got to save me by renaming me," and that's where he kind of has to come to grips with like, "Oh, wait, I am part of the story." Yeah, yeah, because it's the, the temple is the last thing, and it, everything is surrounded by the nothing at that point. Yeah, yeah, so really. I like really the cool end when, when he gets his wishes and he's riding Felcor in the real world and one ups the bullies. Yeah. yeah. Sends them in the garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Though I, I'm kind of claiming shenanigans that Dragon doesn't like hit a power wire somewhere or something. <laughs> it was falling pretty low. <laughs> it wasn't uh, the horse. That was Falcor, right? Yep. Falcor. Yep. yep. What well, you said? Luck Dragon, right? Oh, no. Oh, Falcor is the luck dragon. Yep. Um, what was the name of his horse again? Oh, the name of the horse? Oh, gosh, I think Horsey? I... No, Horsey. Oh, my God. Uh, I think I wrote it down. All right. No, I didn't. I lie. I can, I'm surprised I can't remember it right now. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely love the movie. I, I, I didn't know if I would like it seeing it for the first time all these years later because I, I was if thinking... You know the, if you know the name of the horse, put it in the comments. Yes, we, we must know. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I... Uh... Was singing a song a few weeks ago on here, and I said if anyone in the studio could uh, identify where I got that song from, I'd buy them a pop. But Dale Dale's disqualified because I told him. No, oh, yep, that's right. No soda for me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm assuming it's from Leprechaun. Nope. Oh, how did the song go again? Uh, how many more days to Halloween is it? Okay, so. Put that like, like eight more days till Halloween, 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 eight more days till Halloween, silver shamrock. So if you know it, put it in the comments. Free soda from Icky. <laughs> no, only people, it's only available for people in the studio. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how did this uh, this movie do? Uh, well, it won several international awards for the production design and uh, Noah Hathaway's performance. Kind of like international awards from because it was filmed in uh, in Europe, so it won a bunch of awards in Europe. It was U- filmed Europe. in Munich, actually. Yeah, in Germany, and uh, and so like it, at the time, it was like one of the biggest budget uh, films when it first uh, when it was made. Uh, had a budget of twenty six million dollars, but it did a hundred million dollars box office. So, oh wow, yeah, it really made its money back uh, on the. Rotten Tomatoes aggregates, they got a critic aggregate score of 83%, so pretty well received there. Audience approval of 81, so yeah, really good there. And uh, I guess I had, I had no idea about this. I guess I saw there were two sequels, uh, Never Ending Story 2, the next chapter in 1990. And I guess, yeah, uh, from what I saw here, I guess this first movie only covered, like, adapted the first half of the book this was based on, and Never Ending Story 2 covers the second half. So you said not, not as good? No, not nearly as good. Not even worth just checking out once, or I mean, it. it I mean, you could check it out, mm-hmm. but I mean, it doesn't even hold a candle to the. They bring the, back the original. Bring back any of the actors or anything for it? No, or, oh, no it's like a total. It's like a totally different book. All I mean, it's like a totally different movie altogether. Oh shoot! And then I got on uh, the third film, Never Ending Story Three: Escape from Fantasia, came out in 1994 and has an original plot not based on the book. And yeah, what's the book called? I'm just guessing never ending story. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I got for, for how it did. And, uh,
But yeah, I, it totally blew me away. I really liked it. First time seeing it, I, I was able to r- rent the Blu-ray. So actually, some of the special effects shots, like even the practical effects, like seeing him fly in the sky there on, on Falcor, was looked really cool in HD. So yeah, definite thumbs up and r- recommendation. Definitely see this one. Safe to say that's the same for, for both of you too, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've seen this movie I don't, more, more times than I got fingers. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got, got any other final words before we preview next week's film there, Icky? Uh, actually, I won't be in next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, week off. And then uh, I guess before we hit on what's coming up on the next episode, we'll have a quick word from our friends at Executive Properties. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. Icky, what, you know, we're off next week. What, are, what do we have in store uh, two weeks out? Probably the Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, that's right. Wrapping up our spooky fantasy movie month there for Halloween. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that one either. So looking forward to seeing that one. Any final words to send the viewers home with, Icky? Uh, no. Uh, you know, in case we don't see each other before then, you have a happy Halloween. And stay scary, Grand Forks. <laughs>